Good morning, Alfred DaCosta, your host, living for him. Hope you're doing well this fine Monday morning. Pulled over from the highway after a failed attempt to drive into town for a meeting. My son is a mouth breather, just like his daddy. The air is thin and cool. I can actually breathe through my nose. Orange spills through treetops, leaving puddles of gold on the gray gravel and the neat green course. I missed my meeting. A Toyota Camry pulls up with Florida tags and parks for five minutes or so. When he finally steps out and files a a claim against Verizon and as his GPS is not uh, directing him where he needs to go. Looks like he's trying to get to Kansas City. And he asks me if I know how. So I type it in, and I see he needs to get to I-29. We drive. The bridge is closed. We detour. We drive towards Iowa. Eventually, we see where he needs to exit. I pull over on the side and I wave him off. He waves and disappears. Now I'm sitting here with my hazards clicking as the corn to my right is probably as tall as I am, if not taller. This is corn country. Cars and semis wisp by, pulling me forward, jolting me forward, prepared to head back to see where God leads. <laughs> Man, I'm glad that worked out. I'll tell you what, if there's anybody in the universe uh, as bad as I am at directions, you go ahead and comment below because... I am the guy. Uh, If it weren't for the GPS, I don't know where I would be. And you know those people that just seem to have one built into their heads. I think they're anybody who are like, I would say, 50 years of age and older are usually the people who just, they just know. They just know where they're at. I've heard of people who, um, indigenous people who live like in the bushes and they seem to have like a natural GPS. Like like you could take them into a room, lock them up, spin them around, and they could point to the north. They still could. I don't understand it. Google it if you don't believe me. The internet never lies. And then the other thing is worms. But there's some kind of worm that have some kind of magnetic north. I think a lot of insects have it. Why don't I have a magnetic north? Rant over. I guess I was driving a little too slow for the guys uh, behind me as I was laughing with you guys earlier. But they're pretty nice. They're all uh, five or six uh, motorcycles with similar jackets, Harley Davidson. Looks like there are crosses on the back. It says Free Spirit. And kind of neat how they work as a body, as they move as a unit, as 
one guy signals that they're going to be making a shift from the left lane to the right and from the right to the left. I want to be a part of something cool like that. Super delicioso! I hope you like it. It's one of my favorites in the whole wide world! Why not? Why won't you let me say what I want to say? Huh? Okay. I'll let you be shy. Ah, man. I just got coffee on my favorite white shirt. My only white shirt. Does coffee come out? It's so easy to get a coffee stain, and it's even easier to remove it. Mix one quart lukewarm water with one half teaspoon liquid dishwashing detergent and one tablespoon white vinegar. Soak the clothing for 15 minutes. Rinse and line dry. If the stain is gone, you're ready to wash. If not, apply rubbing alcohol to the stain with a white sponge. Work from the stain edges to the center. Then mix one quart of warm water with one tablespoon of enzyme pre-soaked product. Let the clothing soak for 30 minutes. If the stain is gone, you're ready to wash. If the stain remains, launder the clothing in chlorine or oxygen bleach that's safe for the fabric. Hey, how's your mom been? When was the last time you talked to her? Not too long ago? Been a while? Well, why don't we take this next segment in this prayer minute and just, uh, Pray for our moms. Are you ready for the library? Yes! Really ready! Supper, dipper, dipper, ready! Stay tuned as we head to the library, and I'm going to try to find my childhood favorite book, and I'm going to try to read it to you without bursting into ugly tear crying. Because it 
yeah, it makes me emotional actually. It's a really sad book because it just it's like reminds me of something. You might see what I'm talking about. Stay tuned. Boy, do I wish that Siri knew how to spell Sriracha. I was just trying to comment on something Victoria said, and I kept telling Siri to spell Sriracha, which in a way I think is spelled similarly. Hmm. But it doesn't do it, and she spelled it right, but I cannot spell it. So, can you spell Sriracha? Do you eat Sriracha? Anyways. Loving Heavenly Father, just want to invite your presence as my son and I are about to go into the library. Just that I could be available if there's anyone in here, self-included, that needs you. I pray that I could be of some assistance, whether that's a smile, a high five, a positive word. In Jesus' name, amen. Once there was a tree, and she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come, and he would gather her leaves, and make them into crowns and play king of the forest. He would climb up her trunk and swing from her branches and eat apples. And they would play hide-and-go-seek, and when he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. And the boy loved the tree very much and the tree was happy but time went by and the boy grew older and the tree was often alone then one day the boy came to the tree and the tree said come boy come climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and eat apples and play in my shade and be happy I am too big to climb and play said the boy I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. I'm sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. I have only leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. Then you will have money, and you will be happy. So the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time, and the tree was sad. And then one day the boy came back and the tree shook with joy. And she said, come boy, climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and be happy. I am too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. I want a wife and I want children. And so I need a house. Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house, but you can cut off my branches and build a house, then you will be happy. So the boy cut off the branches and carried them away to build his house, and the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time, and when he came back, the tree was so happy, <coughs> she could hardly speak. Come boy, she whispered, come and play. I am too old said, and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far away from here. Can you take me? Can you give me a boat? The tree said, cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree. 
then you can sail away and be happy. So the boy cut down her trunk and made a boat and sailed away, and the tree was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the boy came back. I am sorry, boy, said the tree, but I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone, said the tree. My branches are gone, and you cannot swing from them. I am too old to swing on branches, said the boy. My trunk is gone, said the tree. You cannot climb. I am too tired to climb, said the boy. I am sorry, sighed the tree. I wish that I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I am just an old stump. I am sorry. I don't need very much now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit and rest. I am very tired. Well, said the tree, straightening herself up as much as she could. An old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down and rest. And the boy did, and the tree was happy. <laughs> I just can't. This story, it just... <laughs> I just can't do it. This story is just too much. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine a tree that is happy because the boy is happy? Not trying to control the boy, allowing him choice. And even if happiness for the boy was not choosing him, he was still happy, but not really. Uh, I need some ice cream. So I just got finished with lunch. And um, it was pretty good. And um, I'm at the post office right now. Because I'm going to be sending a letter off to someone. And that someone is a young lady. Who um, she and I met up at youth camp, or I don't know what they call it, but I was helping this year with the juniors, and um, I happened to, you know, really, she and I became pretty good friends pretty quick, finding out that her mom was actually a young lady I went to school with. It was pretty awesome, and she, this gal, her name is Hannah, she wants to get baptized, and she wants me to take her through studies, but I'm like, I'm too far away, I can't do that. But then I tried to get creative with it. So if you look um, at the link below, you should see a YouTube link. I, I decided to create a channel specifically for ministry types. And you'll see some of the approaches um, that I have towards just like some studies towards getting baptized. It's not that you have to, but, you know, just just to, you know, the process, getting her her, her heart ready for it getting her excited about it, you know, what it really means, um, and, you know, um, being a, a support even afterwards, because, you know, there's that trap of after you get baptized, you think you're supposed to be perfect, when actually the journey is just beginning, and so, with that being said, I am looking at the envelope to make sure I put the address on the right with the return address, and I'm going to mail it to her, check out the video, um, you're welcome to comment on it. I, I especially created this channel 
just for this purpose because my other channel is full of, of nonsense, uh, experimental nonsense um, when I was a wee better than... Anyway, so anyways, um, yeah, there you go. So I'm at the park and pushing my son's swing-looking thing. It looks like a big yellow chair with a... It has like a, a blue armature that pulls over the front of him. And uh, when we're doing that, I was just thinking about lunch today. And uh, wasn't anything fancy-dancy, but it was good. And um, one of the things we talked about was like you know, the beginning of time, and I love talking about that, because I try to dream up what things were like, you know, and so, you know, a lot has changed since then, you know, there's like, you know, dynamic has changed, so one of the things that came up was the fact that, you know, did Adam and Eve take a nap, did they go to sleep, did they even need to sleep, what do you think? So... I've attached another video clip because I forgot to give you the backstory. The video is, is an old video, so the special effects aren't that special. But it's uh, um, it was a part of Mission 1 with Hannah. This is the gist of what I had her do. And that was simply, she wanted to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, to pick a place, her closet, wherever. Set it up, make it special, and spend some time there with with Jesus and to um, spend time in prayer, and to um, and to you know read something, something easy, something from a parable, and um, the, in the video it's actually a kid named Ivan, and so um, I met him at a week of prayer, and so I, I did something with him to get him started, and so I gave Hannah that same mission, and in the next segment I'd like to talk about what. Um, what she did in Mission 2. Because everything's out of order, and I hope you're thoroughly confused. Um, yeah. So, if you're putting this together, part one was, was like what you saw with Yvonne, where it's set up your closet, take a picture, send it to me. You setting it up, this is what I'm asking Hannah to do. Setting it up, a special place for her and God. And if you watch the video clip for the, from the last segment, that's where it shows, you know, what to do. You know, you, you go in there, you spend some time, you imagine the scenery after you've read perhaps a parable and you spend time with God. Um, it's kind of set from like, a, like an agent point of view because that was a different, um, it was like a week of prayer and it was kind of like a military kind of theme. But now with Mission 2, I've attached a video on this clip, this segment. And if you watch that segment or that clip, you'll see this boy named Colin. And he's just comparing these two products. Like, like let's say, like generic Oreos with real Oreo cookies. And he's having to determine which one's real and which one's fake. And so um, if you watch the... The very first video I, I sent where I am telling Hannah that I'm going to send her something in the mail and all that stuff, that's simply uh, a result of, um, of her testing those two things. She actually participates and does this, what's in this video. She bought, Her mom buys her 
some um, Oreos and some generic, some Cool Whip and some generic. And she has to be blindfolded and she has to be able to tell which is true and which is false. And in the next clip, I'll attach the video that she does with actual Hannah in it. So. So now finally, the attachment to this segment is you'll see the video of actual Hannah um, trying out a couple of things. She did a few other things, but I only put a couple things in the video. And so this is the, the progression of, of things. This is a really good way, even though we're far away, to personalize ministry. I know there's a lot of books out there on, on doing youth ministry, and they're good. But if you read them through and and instead of just doing exactly what the book says as far as activities, just try to think of an activity that relates in your life, like something that you've done. That's really what I'm, because I'm using a youth uh, book right now that's really good for, for preparing youth for, for discipleship, for, um, for baptism, for whatever it is, but it's, it's made for youth and the writer does a fantastic job, but he has like these examples that are somewhat, they're not, they're not bad samples, but they're, you know, let's say like if he, he quotes a video show that was like from the nineties, you know, that's not going to resonate. So it's got to be something that, you know, you've dealt with. And a lot of the times, you know, someone, whether it's yourself or someone else that's dealt with that. So I'm going to continue to kind of keep you guys posted on each phase after she sends me back that envelope with the verses matched we'll move on to the uh, third mission for her so and now it's time for the ambiance challenge what does this sound like Jeremiah totally just called into my station. Hi, living for him. I'm known by someone. This is Jeremiah. You know, talking about manly scents, I was a counselor at a summer camp, and in order to get to the front of the lunch line, you had to pre keep the cabins neat and presentable. That also involved keeping them from smelling nasty. So to try to help in the scent area, I picked out a apple cinnamon air freshener to spray the room with. And the campers were going, nah man, that smells awful. Well, one of the campers in my cabin was standing in line and a girl next to him just mentioned, you know, something smells really nice, kind of like cinnamon. Well, next thing I know, all of my campers in my cabin are dancing underneath the mist as I'm spraying the room with this apple cinnamon air freshener. 
That's hilarious. And yes, I used to be a camp counselor as well. What a fun job. You know, um, I was talking to 318 about this candle thing, and it was funny because his brother is actually getting into it. And so 318 is in a, in a position where he's kind of neutral, but a little jelly, because he's not really sure which way to go on that, the man scent idea. And then Victoria had put down in the comments that her husband gets uh, a flavor or a scent called teak, T-E-A-K, and then another one, which I, I thought was pretty cool, Moonlit Woods. I mean, I would take the candle out to Moonlit Woods. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's hilarious. And you know what that says? What that experience says is that love conquers all. Hello, and what is your name? Rose Denise da Costa. Okay, Rose, and what's your name, young man? Moses. Moses, do you know why you're here today? For my shots. Okay. Let me just put on these gloves. <clears throat> and we're just going to check you over a little bit, and then we're going to get you four shots, okay? <laughs> okay. So first, we're going to listen to your heart. Okay. So what's your favorite color, young man? Blue. Blue, okay. Blue. All right, deep breath. Breathe out. Okay, gonna check your neck. Open your mouth. Okay. Checking your ears. Looking good, looking good. All right, gonna check your tummy. Stand up for me. Stand up for me, young man. Okay, that looks good here. There, looks good. All right, now we're gonna do four shots. And you just sit here on the table. All right, gonna get a little alcohol. This is gonna feel a little bit cool on your arm, and we're going to do two in your leg. Okay. Alright, look at mommy. Alright, quick poke. Ready? Mm -hmm. There's one. Good job. Alright, here's the second one. Keep looking at mama. You need to hold her hand, hold her hand. Hold it really tight. Ready? Second poke. <laughs> Wow, he's doing a really good job. Okay. All right, now we're going to work on his leg here. Two shots. We're going to get a little alcohol here. All right, look at your mommy. Hold on to her hand real tight. Ready? Good job. All right, now a second poke. Ready? Look at mommy. And you're done. You did it. Guess what you win? Where's this car's at? And those will be yours. Careful. And that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Are you going to be ready for that? Again, again, we'll do it again. We can practice before we go tomorrow, but you'll get this cars, these cars. We're going to take this to the doctor's office so you can open it immediately. Okay, so after your shots, and then, and then what they're going to do is they're going to put a band aid on your arm. A band aid? Yep. 
So keep the blood to dry. If a little bit comes out, then you'll be done. Yep. All right? Yeah. All okay. done. My blood comes out of here. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, not a lot. Oh my goodness. Happy anniversary! Wow, my son even chimed in on that. That was not planned, by the way. Anyways, so a couple of questions I have is the first one is how was your wedding? Um, was it the dream wedding in a castle where? you let your hair down outside of the window and your prince climbed up or was it like you know like something to the point which is not necessarily a bad thing um, and then the other question is um, I want to hear you too I want to hear you and your husband um, interact with your dynamic your chemistry um, you probably saw it in my comments that you know you're a brilliant mind and I want to see the other half of that. I want to see that in action. So, anyways, congratulations. God bless.